Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And welcome to Nature Notes on this Sunday morning, presented by Cardinal Corner and By the Yard Patio Furniture. We'll talk to Jim Gilbert coming up in just a moment. I want to talk down the along here about some winter birding tips, thanks to Pam and Lee at Cardinal Corner, reminding us, keep out the bird baths. You might put out some white millet to attract those still migrating birds. And please, they always remind us, keep the bird feeders clean. And if you have some nature lovers on your gift list, you've got to stop by Cardinal Corner. They have a huge selection. Beautiful, well, bird baths, certainly. Nature gifts. Unique art, though. They've got handbags, jewelry, a home and kitchen decor. You really have to see the store for yourself. You're going to be browsing for quite some time. And the birds always love the seed at Cardinal Corner. It is the freshest. And subscribe to their monthly newsletter. All kinds of great tips. It's free. Subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. Cardinal Corner, Open seven days a week. Lee and Pam are in West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy is at the uh, Newport Center location. Call them. Always like to chat with you, 651-455-6556, or get online at cardinalcorner.com. Cardinal Corner, you will find, is really more than just a bird seed store. And good morning, Jim, on this second day of December. Yes. And it's uh, officially 32 in the Twin Cities. 32, Okay. And I was going to say the the second day of winter, according to meteorologists. Oh, that's we'll right. To that that's a little right. bit. Sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've got uh, 30 degrees here. And it's windy from the north, mostly from the north, on the northwest side of Lake Waconia, about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis. We've got about four inches of new snow. It's hard to tell. It will not stay on the by the yard furniture. It just blows off. It's true. <laughs> it's so windy. And you know it's 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 drifting and it's 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 hard. Do you have a an official uh, amount of snow that? You know, I was mentioning it on there a bit ago. I did not get an official count uh, just okay. yet. Okay, I just thought maybe you did have it. Well, anyway, uh, Sandy and I are certainly looking forward to hosting the trip to France next August third to the twelfth. And um, you know, I don't know. There's so many things. Uh, uh, cruise on the Seine River, uh, you know, right through Paris. Um, the, the Monet's Garden at Giverny, Normandy. Yeah, there's so many things involved in that trip. We we have been in the area before and are looking forward to going back. Um, anyway, for anyone interested, defineddestinations.com, defineddestinations.com, or call 651-398. Nine three five eight. I and, know you've been there. And oh, I was going to say the Monet's Garden is a treat just by itself. Yeah, oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that sounds like a marvelous trip. Mm. What, what else do you have, Jim? This morning. Well, sunrise is coming at seven thirty-two, and sunset four thirty-three. Now tomorrow, sunset will be four thirty-two, and um, yeah, tomorrow afternoon, and that's our earliest sunset of the year and it stays at 432 
for 14 days, and that's through December 14th. So today in the Twin Cities area, we have nine hours and one minute of daylight. We have lost 11 minutes of daylight since last Sunday, and six hours and 35 minutes is a total daylight loss since the summer solstice on June 21st. We still have 15 minutes of daylight to lose until the winter solstice on December 21st. The normal high today is 32. We're right at that now. Normal low, 17. Records for today, December 2nd in the Twin Cities. High was set in 19... 1982, 36 years ago, 63. 63 is our record high. Set in 1982. Record low, minus 17. Set 132 years ago, 1886. And you know, the most snow we ever received on this date, on the 2nd of of, uh, December, uh, as far as records go, 2.7 inches. That was in uh, 1978, uh, 40 years ago. We received 8.4 inches. And um, close to that, though, on December 1st, the record was 8.4 inches. No, it was out for the record year. It was only 2.7 inches. Oh, my goodness, I messed that up. Anyway, the waning crescent moon rose this morning at 2.11. That's when Denny's alarm was going off. Just about. (laughs) and sets at 2.28 p.m. this afternoon. I doubt anybody around CCO land is seeing the waning crescent moon this morning. Our next full moon, though, is Saturday, December 22nd. And what I was talking about, meteorologists in the upper Midwest, for them, winter runs from December 1st to the end of February because that's statistically the coldest 90 days of the year. Astronomers have us wait until December 21st, and we call this point in time the winter solstice when we in the northern hemisphere have our longest night and shortest daylight period. Uh, Kim and Lori McIntoon, who live just south of Waconia, report hearing barred owls duet hooting. This is also the time to listen to pairs of great horned owls duet hooting. Both owl species are probably calling back and forth to each other to establish feeding or nesting territories so other birds hear that, other owls hear that, or maybe just to keep in touch. Snow-covered evergreen boughs are considered one of nature's most beautiful sights. Blue jays, northern cardinals, pine grosbeaks, and other winter birds provide welcome color as they perch on these snow-covered evergreen boughs. And I'm looking out the window now, and I can see it's light enough so I can see the snow on the evergreen boughs. However, the wind is blowing a lot of it off. With new snow and ice and maybe a surprise white frost, December can provide some of the year's most dramatic landscapes. Photographers know that. Ringneck pheasants feed on corns feed in corn stubble fields and pick up roadside gravel to help with their digestion. Beavers are active inside their lodges. They feed on bark from tree branches. They stored underwater 
earlier in the fall. A majority of raccoons have retreated to their winter quarters. They will be slumbering in sheltered places such as hollow trees and abandoned buildings until well into January or February. Raccoons are not true hibernators as their body temperatures do not decrease. Yesterday, there was a feeding frenzy at wildlife feeding stations just before and during the snowfall with northern cardinals, dark-eyed juncos, American goldfinches, black-capped chickadees, gray squirrels among the active animals. Lake Minnetonka, just a few miles northeast of Waconia, is the 10th largest lake in Minnesota. It's also the largest lake in the Twin Cities area. It covers an area of about 22 square miles and is approximately 110 miles of shoreline. Minnetonka is more of a meeting of waters than it is a single lake. In addition to the upper lake and lower lake, there are 23 named bays and areas. The complex of 16 interconnecting lakes was largely formed by melting blocks of ice that broke off the retreating glacier oh, about 11,000 years ago. And you know, Denny, I heard that it took when these chunks of ice broke off, it, it may have taken up to, you know, many years for it to melt, maybe even 100 years. Wow. Lake Minnetonka is old, large, and a bit cumbersome to study. It's it's even difficult to determine the freeze-up time year after year. I define freeze-up as the first day when at least 90% of a lake freezes over and stays frozen over. Um, And now with the help of of long-time Lake Minnetonka observers such as Dick Gray, Millard Scarp, Jim Wire, and Doug McNaught, I have been recording freeze-ups for this beautiful lake for 35 years. Got 35 years in on it now. This year, Doug McNaught observed the freeze-up for Lake Minnetonka on this past Wednesday, November 28th. The average, or we'll say median, uh, freeze-up date for Lake Minnetonka is December 9th. Last year, Lake Minnetonka froze over December 14th. Early this past uh, Wednesday morning, November 28th, was a freeze-up uh, for many of the lakes in the Twin Cities area and beyond. Um, leading up to November 28th, we had cold days and nights, but with strong northwest winds. When the winds subsided on Tuesday evening, November 27th, and into Thursday morning, the 28th, ice could finally form. Here in Carver County, Lake Waconia, right where we are, Lake Minnewashta, Lake Zumbra, uh, froze over the 28th of November. So did Pearson Lake, according to Marge Keller, and Reitz Lake, as observed by Nick Molnow and uh, Ron Kramer. So it was quite a day, that this this 28th. Ray and Marlene, whoops, i got to get to more of the lakes here. Um, other lakes frozen up on November 28th include Lake Calhoun and Lake Harriet in Minneapolis, reported by Bill Anderson. Medicine Lake in Plymouth, observed by Russ Ritberger. Jarvis Lake in Ramsey County, observed by Pete Belay. And Roosevelt Lake, 
up north at outing that's both in Cross and Crow Wing counties, freeze up November 28th, reported by Marv Berry and Norton Stillman. Alan Seneschal reports that Malax Lake froze over last Sunday, November 25th. I always remember it takes at least four inches of new solid ice in contact with stationary water for safe walking on, skating, and ice fishing. Eight to 12 inches are needed for a car or very light truck. You don't want to fall through the ice. In 32-degree water, a person will last about 15 minutes before losing consciousness. Unfortunately, the heavy snow that fell over southern Minnesota yesterday and some into today will cause water to come up on the ice, and then it'll become slushy, and it makes for unsafe conditions. So you've got to be so careful with ice now. Much of the information on climate, weather, history, astronomy, phenology, ice safety, I've been using this morning is from the Freshwater Society's Minnesota Weather Guide and Environment Calendars. I'm one of the authors and have been for 42 years. The 2019 editions of both the wall and engagement calendars are available at book, gift, and wild bird stores throughout Minnesota and western Wisconsin, including the bookstore at Fitgers in Duluth, the University of Minnesota bookstore in Minneapolis, Valley uh, Booksellers in Stillwater, and the Village Bookstore at Grand Rapids. The 2019 Minnesota Weather Guides can be ordered online at freshwater.org if you don't have a store near you. We have... We, why don't we talk about by the yard? I'm you know, using it as a snow gauge today. Yeah, you, you and me both. Uh, before we yeah. do that, Jim, we just handed uh, some information about uh, snow emergencies. We should uh, get those out. Oh, yes, get uh, that out. Some Twin Cities communities that have already declared snow emergencies, Robbinsdale, West St. Paul, declared them yesterday during the storm. Uh, now in effect, snow emergencies in Eden Prairie, Brooklyn Center, Richfield, Plymouth, and Lonsdale. So far, snow emergencies are not declared in Minneapolis or St. Paul, not yet. Okay, and uh, yeah, I, I tell you the the fun thing about um, there's so many fun things about that by the yard furniture is they engineer this maintenance free stuff as you know, Jim. It never needs painting, never needs staining. What attracted me to it at our house is you don't have to store it if you're limited for space. You just leave it out there like Jim and I do. Uh, so it saves garage space. And, again, you don't have to paint it, stain it, or anything. Right now, Jim and I urge you to take advantage of their fabulous gift card promotion. Receive a free $10 Buy the Art gift card for every $100 you spend. Now, you may know somebody who's been wanting Buy the Art outdoor furniture for years. Why don't you give them that gift card from Buy the Art? And if uh, your sisters and brothers are kind of pestering you about what you should get mom and dad, perfect idea. Get them the gift card and let them pick out the furniture. I, uh, Jim and I urge you, get, get on the web, buytheyard.net. Click on the products and gift certificates today or right after Jim's show, like a lot of people do. Buytheyard.net. Good stuff. Yes, and it's not blowing around the wind no, this morning. not yeah. at all. Will it's not move there. for sure. <laughs> no. Say, Julie Brophy from Victoria says that that um, they have been enjoying a, fr- a, a pair of friendly red-breasted nuthatches. These are visitors from the north. The pair visits, um, she says, the pair visits our feeding station 
lately up until each sunset. Naturalists and teachers Art and Barb Straub from Lesur report seeing a late eastern chipmunk out yesterday gathering black sunflower seeds and millet uh, to, and then from their feeding station. And these uh, eastern chipmunks bring this down into their little pantry. They, they are hibernators, but they wake up about every five, six days and eat from their pantries. A gray catbird continues to come for millet and suet, uh, crumbs at, from the suet feeder, and I, I should say this, nearly all Baltimore Orioles left Minnesota by the first week of September, but one bright orange, black and white male, that's be a male, Baltimore Oriole, is trying to winter over in Lesur and comes to a feeding station for grape jelly and suet. That is just amazing to have a Baltimore Oriole this time of the year. Ray and Marlene Simon, who live on the edge of Northfield, report that their first two seed and garden catalogs arrived this past Tuesday, November 27th, a sign of upcoming spring. I like to hear first, that. <laughs> yeah, how about that one? Yeah. Uh, uh, the first pine siskins arrived at their feeding station on Friday the 30th, about 25 of them. The birds were numerous and feeding like crazy yesterday um, afternoon during the snowfall, and, and actually before too, but before, before and during. Sixteen species of birds come to eat, and I talked to Ray about 9.15 last evening, and by that time, six inches of heavy wet snow had fallen. Russ and Sandy Ripberger from Brooklyn Park have 21 species of birds come to their feeding station in the city area. How about that? Wow. Including close to 50 morning doves, many northern cardinals, both red and white breasted nuthatches, and four American robins that like um, raisins. Uh, Tom and Lisa Bovers from Faribault note that yesterday he spotted a flock of at least 14 eastern bluebirds at Riverbend Nature Center. The bluebirds were eating hackberry fruit and drinking from a spring going into the Strait River, which is frozen over, but the spring wasn't. On Friday the 30th, Tom went birding in Faribault and found 33 species, including grape, a great blue heron, Canada geese, and mallards in an open area of the Cannon River below the dams. And they have, at their feeding station, dark-eyed juncos, pine siskins, amongst others, two male rose-breasted grosbeaks that come to feed on the sunflower seeds. Mary Brislance from Lutzen reports that 12 inches of new snow, no, 12 inches of snow fell in, in her yard during November, four inches of new snow. The Lutzen Mountain Ski Area has 18 to 24 inches on their runs, and they receive more snow in the higher elevation areas, plus they make snow. She has several northern flying squirrels at her feeding station each evening they like hulled sunflower seeds, peanut butter, and suet. Some people in the Lutzen area have gray jays coming to their feeding stations, but now the name for gray jay has been changed back to Canada jay. Jim, we're just, we really are out of time, and I, I did not want to miss a couple of notes here that I think you'd want. Real fast one from yeah. Vicki 
Uh, November 29-30, Brewers Blackbird visited my bird feeder in Oxford Township by Sandy County, single male. But we heard once again the other day from Professor Ray, Ray Faber at uh, St. Mary's in Winona. I'll, I'll have It's a long paragraph, so I'll just make sure. He heard the window break in his bedroom the other day. And the long story short, a grouse crashed into their bedroom and unfortunately passed away. Uh, but uh, he tried to... to uh, Give it a heart massage did not work. I've never heard of a grouse crashing through a bedroom window. Isn't that something? Well, I I have unfortunately. Oh but wow! Maybe it's through a window. Wow! Wow! Just one more. Yeah. Um, Dave and Diana Herrings live near Waterville. Fourth of new snow by four p.m. That's three three hours worth of snow, creating winter wonderland in the making. Fantastic! All right, Jim. So we have to enjoy run. Enjoy the winter wonderland. You too. Talk to you one week from today. Look forward to it. Bye-bye. Thank you. Jim Bye. Gilbert's Nation is back next Sunday here on 830 WCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.